Welcome to the Stolen Reality Podcast. This is where you belong. Alright everybody, welcome to the Stolen Reality Podcast. It is June 17th, 2023, which means it's time for another What A Week episode, going back through the news articles that you may have missed throughout the week and getting you all caught up on what's happening in the world. I'm your host, Luke, and just like always, I'd like to say at the beginning of the show, if you are enjoying the show, I would really appreciate it if you could go on and leave me a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening on. This show has many, many, many more listeners than I have reviews, and I can't tell you guys how much reviews really, really help my show. If you haven't given it that five-star review because you're waiting to see if it's a five-star show and maybe it doesn't quite meet your criteria yet, and you think that there's things that I could be doing better, please reach out to me and let me know what I can do to make this show better. Let me know what you're liking about it. Let me know what you think that I could change. You can always get a hold of me at luke at stolenreality.com or underneath the contacts page on my website at stolenreality.com. If you just haven't clicked that button to give me that review out of sheer laziness, please do it because it takes literally two seconds and it really, really does help me out. All right. So with that being said, we're going to get into today's news episode. Today's news episode is going to be a little bit different. Last week, I started a segment at the end of the news episodes called Quickies, where I just kind of quickly ran through a lot of articles. Today is going to be all quickies. I have a very important meeting I have to get to here in the not-too-distant future, and so I'm going to run through these a little faster than normal, but I still want to give you the rundown on a lot of interesting things that have been happening in our world. So first up, i got to make a correction. I did an episode on Wednesday about the secret Russian alien uh, government book about all the alien races, and in that I claimed that one of the alien races said that they will never let the Earth's population reach 8 billion, or at least once it reached 8 billion, that would be kind of the colning period, and they didn't want it to ever get past that. Well, I said that we were getting real close to that, and so that was a scary prediction because we were at 7.888 billion. Well... I'm an idiot. Somebody sent me uh, the world population clock, and we're actually past 8 billion. We're at 8 billion, 39 million people at the moment. And as I'm watching this, of course, it's going up and down every second. But the statistics I was looking at must have been a couple years old. So that was a mistake on my part. We have passed that 8 billion. But if what I was reading to you from that Russian alien races book is true... That makes it even scarier, because that means we pass the threshold and they're going to start cutting us down. So watch your backs out there. Watch the skies. Get your laser weapons ready. Next up is another update from an episode that I did a little while ago. I did an episode on the Las Vegas UFO crash. Well, since then, of course, more things have come out because I did that pretty recently after it had really made it into the mainstream, even though it had happened a month before. And there's a lot of reasons for that. If you guys want to hear the full rundown of that, there's a really good episode that Theories of the Third Kind just did. And they got a little deeper into it than I did. You know, I just did a bit of soda on it. But if you really want to find everything that can be found out about it up to this point, I would listen to them. They came down on the conclusion that they think it might be a hoax. I still don't know. I'm still on the fence about it. But here's a couple things that I learned from them and from since having listened to that episode, things that have come out. First of all, that circle in the backyard that the 
officer took a picture of. And I said in my episode, I said, if there's one thing about this that just doesn't add up to me, it's this picture of a circle in the backyard. Because if something hit the ground that hard and fast, it wouldn't just be this perfect little concentric circle. It would be much more devastating than that. Well, the people of the theories of the third kind found that somebody had gone back and looked at the person's house from years ago on Google Maps, and that circle had already been there. But it's only there during the warmer months, and then during the colder months, all of a sudden it's gone. So it looks like that circle is actually probably from an outdoor stand-up swimming pool. And that leads me to question the whole situation. Because if that's the case, then the people who were saying that this happened would have known that already, obviously. They would have known that they had a swimming pool in their backyard and that's what caused that circle. So why would they kind of go along with that story of, oh, look, there was this circle that popped up in our backyard, unless this whole thing was a hoax for attention. Another interesting thing that popped up since then is that the news said that the whole family has gone missing. Well, the guy, Angel, who had done that... that um, little video that I played of him talking about his experience and what actually happened with the aliens, quote unquote aliens, supposedly in his backyard. He made a video and said, I've realized since all this has happened, how much the news lies. My family is not missing. We're totally fine. And then he said, please leave us alone. Like this has gotten way too out of hand, which I can imagine there's millions of people reaching out to him and trying to get a hold of him and interview him and go to his house and check things out. So I would imagine he's just getting bombarded with stuff. I mean, I'm up here in Montana talking about it on a podcast. So obviously this has made it all over the country and all over the world. And he probably got a lot more heat than he uh, really expected from it. But again, that can go one of two ways. One, he's just an honest person, told an honest story, and doesn't want more attention for it. Or two, it is a hoax. He doesn't have any more evidence, and he's trying to kind of get out and saying, leave me alone before everything gets exposed. The last thing that has happened since then is I've seen a bunch of videos and photos come up of people supposedly catching actual photos of the aliens from the security cameras, and one guy claims that he had taken pictures of it and he uploaded them people within the neighborhood or within the area saying that they had, um, you know, that they snapped pictures that night. And then once it went public are now uploading them and showing pictures of this alien. I haven't seen one that I think is 100% credible. Now, some of them look pretty good. Some of them look, you know, exactly like the guy describes and looks like an alien and looks like a photograph. But with modern AI and with, you know, being able to use things like Photoshop, I haven't seen ones that just kind of scream to me, this is a really good, real alien picture. So I can't speak on whether or not those are true, but I'm, I'm assuming people are just jumping on board and trying to uh, gain all the clout that this guy has garnered for this situation. But there is some really interesting things that did happen along with it that um, hadn't come out while I had done my episode, like the surveillance. The police actually put surveillance on that guy's house for a while. And there's there's some weird things that do add up that push it in the direction of maybe something was going on that's really weird. And maybe that weird thing was that there was a um, government test vehicle or something that crashed, which would cause the, the government to surveil them in that way as well. So it's still up in the air. It's still back and forth. I'll still be watching it and looking into it. I just wanted to give you guys kind of an update. I'm still on the fence of whether or not I believe it was a hoax or something really did land in this guy's backyard. But there is a lot of really weird pieces of evidence 
that kind of add up to maybe this is something more going on than just some drunk people making up a story. That picture of the circle in the backyard still just really gets me, though, because, again, why would he say, well, look at this picture the cops got. The UFO must have landed here if he knew that that circle had already been there. So that kind of just, like, breaks his credibility to me. But I'll keep up on it, and I will tell you guys what else comes from this story. I also said that I'd be doing weekly updates of the UFO whistleblower story, um, but there's really not too much that has happened since Wednesday when I gave a little more of a rundown and last Saturday. You know, that interview came out, but like I said, you guys should go watch that interview for yourself because there's a lot of really interesting claims in there. But up to this point, nothing really has come out past that. We're still waiting on Congress to have a hearing about it, and we're still seeing what everybody decides about this man's claims. Now, the one really interesting thing, though, is if you just Google UFO whistleblower, all of the major news stations like CNN and stuff seem to have this opinion, even in their headlines, about UFO whistleblower making unfounded and crazy claims or UFO whistleblowers claims are complete garbage and all this stuff. And then the smaller news sources are all on his side and um, backing up his claims and showing evidence for it. So it's like there's this big kind of disinformation war going on right now about whether this man's claims are real or not. And when that happens, I tend to lean towards the side of there probably is something going on. Because as we know, all major news corporations, including Fox News and CNN and all the big ones that claim to be fighting against each other, are all owned by the same big corporations. And those big corporations are the same people that lobby the government and fund these black budget projects and are the ones who are probably actually working with these UFOs. So, of course, they would want to discredit somebody like this. Now, I'm not saying that's necessarily exactly the case, but that's where my mind goes, and I'm assuming that it's somewhere along those lines, especially when smaller news stations that don't have that oversight over them um, give more factual information and back up these claims. So again, I'll keep up on that as much as I can. And once all of this smoke clears and we can kind of see what's going on with the situation for real, I'll probably do a full episode about it and go back and go over the whole timeline of everything that happened. But everybody should be keeping up with this. You should be writing your senators and governors and everybody in Congress and telling them that they need to release all this stuff because it's very, very important. And on that note... So I don't know if you guys know much about Robert Kennedy Jr., who is running for president. He did a really good interview with Jordan Peterson, where he goes over kind of his ideas and thoughts about a lot of different things. And it was a really interesting thing to listen to. Now, I'm not going to endorse anybody for president. I haven't voted since I was 16. And I wrote, or I guess I wasn't 16 because I couldn't vote. When I was 18, I voted and I wrote in Stephen Colbert, the comedian, because I couldn't think of how to vote because our... Uh, Voting system, I have my own opinions about how the whole thing works. But anyway, I'm not going to endorse any candidate. But listening to Robert Kennedy Jr., he has some very interesting stuff to say. And in my opinion, he thinks more along the lines of how I think than any presidential candidate that I've seen in my lifetime. But one of the things he's coming out and saying now is day one, he will release absolutely all UFO and alien um, documents and everything to the public because the public should need to know. So if you are a person who's into UFOs and you are somebody who really wants this stuff to be released and wants the public to know because we have a right to know since our public tax dollars are going towards these programs and this is such a 
giant thing that everybody should be talking about and knowing about, um, maybe look into Robert Kennedy. I would be shocked if they let him get past the primaries because, uh, you know, the Democratic Party, any party, but he happens to be running Democrat, the Democratic Party is not going to let somebody like that get to the front run of the stage. So I'll be shocked if that happens. But it is very interesting to have somebody running um, on essentially quote-unquote conspiracy theories but the interesting thing about Robert Kennedy is they aren't conspiracy theories to him because he spent his whole life researching a lot of interesting stuff which is why he's been kind of black barred from a lot of different media organizations things like that I highly 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 recommend that you all go in and listen to Jordan Peterson's interview with Robert Kennedy we're creeping up on election time here and I think this one is going to be a pretty big decision for a lot of people. So explore all options, listen to all candidates, make a educated decision for your lives. All right, on to some actual news stories. And this one stays right in those lines. This comes from LiveScience.com. Life may already exist on the moon, and NASA's next mission could find it. So as we know, we're sending Artemis 3 up there in 2025, which will be the first time in a long time anybody's actually set foot on the moon. And they're already coming out and saying, well, there's probably microbial life that could survive in that kind of atmosphere up there. And we need to be prepared that they'll probably actually find life on the moon. Now, it's funny that after forever of saying that that's impossible, they're coming out and saying that now. Again, Maybe they're just understanding the science better and, and saying that this is now a possibility. Or all these little pieces add together and they want to get people prepared for things. So I'm interested to see what's happening with this. I think that NASA is pretty good at um, smoke screening a lot of stuff. And not necessarily that there's this big conspiracy that they're all in on. I think that they just don't have the information that a lot of these private industry organizations who actually work on these... Um, space projects for for higher paid government officials really know about but that's my personal opinion well not just my personal opinion that's the opinion of anybody who knows what the hell they're talking about but anyway there is this interesting article from live science saying that we will probably find life on the moon in the microbial form even though i believe there's structures and full beings up there that one, I won't expect you to believe till they come down and shake your hand. Or until I finally do my moon episode and give you guys all the information around it. You know, I planned on doing the moon episode like two weeks ago, and I started the research for it two or three days before I was supposed to record it. And I realized that I was getting into something way bigger um, than, than I expected for that episode. So that's one that is going to be very, very in-depth. So I'm still working on putting together a moon episode and everything weird that's happened around it and all the astronauts that were up there and talking about seeing lights and craft on the moon and it ringing like a bell and all the different theories around it. There's a lot that goes into a moon episode. So one of these days I'll crack into that whole thing and give you guys the whole rundown of, of what's going on up in our sky. And then speaking of going up into the sky, this one comes from cron.com. NASA to voyage to golden asteroid worth 10, how, how would I even say this? 10,000 quadrillion dollars this fall. So there's this asteroid flying around that was found a long time ago called 16 Psyche. And they are 
sending a spacecraft, which is also called 16 Psyche, from the Kennedy Space Center in Florida between October 5th and October 25th. And they're going to go up there and check this thing out. Well, this thing, which was found in 1852, measures 140 miles wide and is shaped somewhat like a potato, they say. But it's made mostly of very valuable minerals like iron, nickel, and mostly gold and other minerals. And they estimate that it could be worth 10,000 quadrillion dollars. Pretty sure that's a whole hell of a lot more money than he's even on Earth. <laughs> so I think that that's a pretty good investment for them to go up. It was named Psyche after the Greek goddess of the soul. So that's pretty telling, huh? Gold is our soul. But anyway, here's what I'm thinking, guys. I'm thinking this is a pretty good investment opportunity. Everybody can just pitch in a couple bucks here and there. We can get our own spacecraft going. We can get there before them. No matter what amount of money we spend, if we're coming back with 10000 quadrillion dollars, I think we'll... Think we'll be set to take a vacation so let me know if you happen to have a couple million maybe a billion you could throw into a space project that we can get up before october and uh yeah well i'll build the launch pad you guys got to do the rest because I've, I've never built a rocket before but i think this is a pretty solid investment opportunity somebody start a kickstarter and then next up this comes from fizz.org we've pumped so much groundwater that we've nudged the earth's spin a new study finds so by pumping groundwater out of the ground and moving it elsewhere, humans have shifted a large mass of water that the Earth tilted nearly 80 centimeters, or 31.5 inches, east between 1993 and 2010 alone. Based on climate models, scientists previously estimated humans pumped 2,150 gigatons of groundwater, which is equivalent to more than 60 millimeters of sea level rise from 1993 to 2010. So essentially what they're saying is like if you took a spinning top and you added a weight to one section of it, it's going to mess up the wobble of that top. And by us pumping groundwater to different places, um, you know, obviously to water our lawns and to drink and all sorts of things, we've actually affected the Earth's rotation and its, its tilt on its axis. They say that the Earth's rotational pull is actu actually changes a lot. Our study shows that among climate-related causes, the redistribution of groundwater actually has the largest impact on the drift of the rotational pull. So that's pretty interesting. You know, I've been talking for a little while about how our pole is shifting, and there's a huge um, idea that we're going into a full pole shift and a, a pole swap, essentially, and that could have cataclysmic uh, repercussions for our Earth. But they're saying one of the reasons that it's shifting is that we are moving water around too much. So that's that's pretty interesting. I don't disbelieve this at all, but I'm going to throw a conspiracy out here anyway, because, you know, that's the type of show you guys are listening to. What if the case is that it is actually the poles are shifting like we've thought was going to happen and it is heading towards a pole reversal, but they don't want to tell people that that's happening naturally because it happens every so often. And maybe that's what caused things like the great deluge when the ice caps ended up moving down to the equator but instead of saying that they need to come up with an explanation for it so they're saying well we're moving groundwater around and that's why the poles are moving a little bit i think that this science is probably pretty accurate but i just had to throw that out there because my mind likes to go in those little tangents and then next up, this one comes from sciencealert.com. Scientists created synthetic human embryo models and a major first. So they made human embryos without an egg or a sperm for supposedly the first time ever. 
They used stem cells instead, and stem cells can be coaxed into making any kind of other cell, essentially. So they used them to becoming precursor cells that would eventually become a yolk sac, a placenta, and then an actual embryo itself. So they're growing a human out of nothing at this point, which is <laughs> insane. Now, I think we've already been cloning humans in labs, and they're just releasing to this public, but... Uh, Anyway, we'll, we'll save that for another episode. They say it's important to stress that these are not synthetic embryos, but embryo models. Our research isn't to create life, but to save it. So, I mean, you could see all the amazing and, and great things that could come from this. You could also see a population of soulless human drones made specifically for warfare and slave purposes made from this i mean think of the ethics around this like do you have the same rights as anybody else if you were not created from humans i don't know there's a lot that goes into it but they did it so that's pretty interesting you can read through this article that i'll of course have linked on my website at stolenreality.com if you want to know more of the science behind it and then this one comes from CNN.com. Archaeologists find a 3,000-year-old sword so well-preserved, it's still gleaming. So I just wrote a little story for my episode yesterday about Tyr Thorson. Maybe this is his sword. Maybe this is after the Holdra got him and he followed that colning sound and got murdered by a different tribe. Maybe he dropped his sword. But this thing is sweet. They found an octagonal sword dating back to more than 3,000 years ago at a burial site in the state of Bavaria, southern Germany. And it looks like an emerald-handled, beautiful, like, Viking-like sword, um, but it's, like, perfectly preserved. And they say it's super, super rare to find something this well-preserved. In fact, I don't know if they found something this well-preserved ever without having to do anything to it. There's pictures of it here sitting in the dirt, and it looks like somebody just laid it down. I want this thing. It is awesome. They said it was left in a grave containing the remains of three people, a man, a woman, and a young person, who were buried shortly after one another. They say that the it's not clear what the relationship was, but they were buried with a rich array of grave goods. I'm assuming that some king died, and then his wife and child decided to go with him to the afterlife so they sacrificed him and put him in there with him i know that was a common practice in a lot of old northern cultures now i have no reason to base those assumptions on anything they could have died of a disease or something but that's the story i'm telling myself right now as a king died and his wife and kids said we're going with papa to valhalla so check out this sword though i'll have it linked up on my website it's super cool looking and then next up, along those same lines, this comes from Newsweek.com. A woman in Israel was walking on the beach, and she found a figurine of an ancient Egyptian goddess about, 70, about 17 miles south of Tel Aviv. So she was walking along, and she says that it was a very stormy day. The waves were high. The weather was wintry. We were walking along the sea when I suddenly noticed the stone coming to me. She said it was calling to her. And this stone figurine is the goddess Hathor. And she was an ancient Egyptian sun goddess considered to be one of the most powerful. Hathor was often depicted as a cow goddess or a woman with cow horns and a sun disc on her head representing fertility and abundance. She was associated with love, beauty, music, dance, joy, motherhood, and feminine power. She was believed to protect women during childbirth and to help the deceased in the afterlife, acting as a guide. So I'm saying right now, put this thing back. 
<laughs> you're walking down the beach and it's calling to you and it's this ancient Egyptian sun goddess, you're bringing about some curses. This has been happening a lot lately. Like when the stone, the old cursed stone in Japan, I think it was, just split out of nowhere right down the center and it was said to contain a demon and after thousands of years it just split right down the middle. And then what else happened? They found that that mummy who had an emerald for an eye and everybody's like, don't take the eye out of that mummy. And then they found that, uh, that sarcophagus that was full of red liquid and everybody wanted to drink the liquid of the dead. Like this has been happening a lot in the last half a decade or so. I think we're messing with some things we don't understand. Now, on the other hand, this 3000 year old ancient Egyptian goddess or the figurine, the goddess is a lot older than that was the, um, protector of motherhood and feminine power. And as we know, you know, women are kind of on an uprise. So maybe she's coming back to help you all out. Maybe she's coming back to say, that's right. It's our time, ladies. And uh, this is your your leader here, Hathor. So check this out. This figurine looks a lot like a rock, but you can, you can make out that it is an old figurine. I mean, it's been sitting in the sand for 3,000 years, so it's going to be a little degraded. It's not uh, in as nice a shape as that Viking sword, but it's still pretty cool to look at. Of course, I will have this linked up. And then next up, I have a couple articles talking about how the U.S. economy is just set to crash and about how this raising the debt ceiling that just happened not only didn't really help anything, but made it worse. And we're looking at some some bad times ahead here in the U.S. This one comes from Fortune.com. There's other ones from Yahoo and stuff, and I'll have these linked up. And I suggest you guys all read through these because it looks like we're heading into some bad times. Um, but it, it's a lot to get into to try to break down exactly how all this has happened and stuff. That would be a full episode. So I'm just going to give you a little highlight from one of these. Now, the U.S. is out here saying that, oh, we saved it and everything's great. But other countries are doing their own research and saying, nah, the U.S. is screwed. The German multinational bank's top research team believes Washington has sparked a boom-bust cycle that now is nearing its end stage. In its House review, the recession slated to arrive as soon as October is the inevitable consequence of a series of aggressive rate hikes designed to extinguish the very flames of inflation that policymakers ignited through their own actions during the COVID pandemic. Germany's only budget bracket bank uses an indicator that attempts to measure the probability of a recession in the next 12 months. Currently, it is handicapping the chances of a contraction in the U.S. economy activity to near 100%. In other words, a virtual certainty. But in order for this to occur, one thing has to happen first. Consumers must exhaust the last of their savings stored up from COVID lockdowns. They say that this will not be depleted until near year end. Things are going to script for our Q4 recession timeline. So according to this German team of analysts, they're saying that the U.S. is going to 100% hit a very strong recession in the fourth quarter of this year, around October. And the Germans certainly aren't the only people saying this. Like I said, I'll have a couple articles linked up here. A lot of people, including U.S. economists, are saying this. The only people who aren't saying this is, you know, major news sources. They're saying, oh, look, we were saved by our government again. But that's just not how this works. Creating fake money and jacking up a debt ceiling does not fix the problem. It's like when, uh, you know, I mean, just think about it in rational terms. You owe somebody 10 bucks 
and they say, well, you owe me 10 with interest, so now it's 12. And you say, well, I don't have 12. Can we push it up to 16 and I'll just pay you later? You're not fixing the problem. You're just digging yourself a deeper hole. And that's what essentially has been happening in the simplest terms. The U.S. dollar saw an 8% decline in its share of global reserves in 2022. Now, in my opinion, again, I got to throw out my, uh, my crazy mind opinion here. This has all been set up, you know, the Davos agenda, the World Economic Forum and the Davos agenda talked about this years ago, saying they wanted to bring the U.S. dollar off of the world economy and make a global currency. But to do that, first, we have to destroy the U.S. dollar because we have too much of kind of a stronghold on the U.S. economy and it's not fair to other countries. So in my opinion, there is a, a global agenda, if you want to call that. Uh, but this idea that we need to take down the U.S. dollar so we can replace it with a global currency. And I think that we're just taking steps towards that, and it's happening rapidly. But for us here in America, it's going to be a bumpy ride. So just be prepared for that. I'm not going to tell you how to prepare. I'm not really a prepper in that sense, but you can figure it out for yourself and just keep an eye on your dollars. And this next article is pretty interesting. I had a tough time understanding it until I read through the whole thing, so I'm going to try to condense it as much as I can. This comes from sciencenews.org. Scientists split bits of sound using quantum mechanics. So apparently, from what I understand from this article, bits of sound are the same thing as bits of light. They're called phonons, not photons, because they're a different wave, but it's the exact same thing, essentially. I mean, they're, they're different, obviously, but, but they act in the same way. Now, the only difference is light can travel through nothingness. It can go through the air and through space. Sound has to have a medium, like water or something, to get through. So they use this little splitter thing where they send out um, sound waves down it, and they're able to split these phonons into groups. So if you send a million of them down there, it can split them into two groups down the middle and send half one way, half the other. Well, they sent a single phonon down it and they split that single phonon. They found out that phonons can't be permanently broken into smaller bits, but as the experiment showed, they can be temporarily divided into parts using quantum mechanics. They say that this might have awesome repercussions in the field of quantum computing and being able to quantum compute with sound, which I still don't understand quantum computing, even though I talk about it all the time, so I'm not going to talk too much about that. But what I think is even more interesting is they say that it really helps them to understand the correlation between sound and light, and also between gravity. You know, it's the unified field theory that all energy is really one big energy just playing itself out in different forms. And by doing this and being able to, in the quantum field, split a single phonon of sound, they've really demonstrated that and start to understand it more. So I'm sure this is going to lead to a lot of really good innovations and revelations in the scientific community, and I'm excited to see where it goes because it takes people smarter than me to figure these things out. And then these last two, real quick, are pretty fun. So first, this comes from divemagazine.com. I've been talking a little bit lately about how the orcas are up in arms and killer whales are just attacking people left and right. Well, I didn't know exactly how extensive that was getting, but in the Strait of Gibraltar, the Strait of Gibraltar excuse me, alone, there has been... Where did that go? There has been, since 2020, three boats have been sunken and more than 250 boats have been damaged by orcas, by this single group of orcas over there. So people have been trying to figure out why these killer whales have been up in arms, and there's a group of about 35 of them in the region, and 15 of them have been reported to be involved in all these attacks. 
Well, what they've kind of concluded is that this single orca, they call her White Gladys, is responsible for it. Not that she's doing all the damage, but she's kind of the gang leader. So I guess she got hit and hurt by a boat a little while ago, and then she got up in arms about it and turned around and started attacking ships. And these other ones are kind of following suit. So she kind of started an orca revolution, and she's out there anytime boats are coming around. And there's videos of this all over the internet. If you just look up orca attacks, there's videos of people's boats getting attacked and sunk by orcas. It's it's um, terrifying. I'm I That's why I don't go in the ocean, guys. But White Gladys seems to be their champion and leading them into this. I'm rooting for her, really. It's kind of, it's the story of Moby Dick is what it is. It's like the exact story of Moby Dick. People are out, well, in Moby Dick, they're hunting the whales, and then one whale turns around and decides to protect them all. In this one, they weren't hunting them, but they harmed one of them, and all these orcas are like, all right, that's enough. Stay the fuck out of our waters. And they're just going after all the boats that go over there. So terrifying, exciting, pretty cool check it out google orca attacks i'll of course have this uh have this article linked up on my website and there's a video of one of these orca attacks in this article that you can watch as well but they're just they're just going at it we're going to war with the whales they've had enough of our shit and last up this comes from futurism.com and if you got kids listening this might not be the most appropriate so maybe pause it and get them out of the room but scientists ponder when our ancestors first started cranking the hog that's right. They have spent a bunch of scientific research and time and money to figure out when masturbation started. They say that what we can say is this behavior was present around 40 million years ago in the common ancestors of all monkeys and apes. It is not some species woke up one day and started doing it. This is an ancient evolved trait. So they're trying to figure out when these uh, primates and when just any species started pleasuring themselves. And they're saying that, you know, it's kind of a mystery because there's no reproductive value in it, obviously, if you're kind of wasting your seed for more or less of a better word, I guess. Um, but they've, they've really been trying to get down to it. I mean, could you imagine being a scientist? And it's like, what are you working on? Well, I'm trying to figure out when people started jacking it. Like <laughs> That's what's happening here. They uh, This article is funny because the tagline is broken into sections. The taglines are old habits and then helping hand. And then load bearing, <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty funny. And they they go into all their findings with it. To me, it's you know it's pretty simple. It's something that's pleasurable. And as soon as the first primate or monkey or probably way before that figured out that it felt good, that's how it started. And it probably hasn't stopped since then. So, I there there it is. There's your scientific study. <laughs> but uh, I just thought it was pretty funny that this is what our tax dollars go to in these universities all right guys and that's all i got for you today i know it's a little bit shorter and quicker of an episode and i just kind of blew through everything but like i said i have a really important meeting to get to pretty quick here so i got to get moving but if you have any questions about anything or you want to comment on any of these articles or maybe i said something that you know you have more information on or something always feel free to reach out to me at lucasstolenreality.com or go underneath that contact page on my website. I will have all these linked up on the website so you can read through them yourself. You can find out when that masturbation started and uh, why the orcas are out there killing people. Hope you guys are having a fantastic weekend. Stay safe, and you'll be hearing from me on Monday.